Good morning. Good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class is dedicated in honor of Joy and Abi Zarif and in celebration of the birth of Rivka Bat Simcha, sponsored by his grandparents, Sarah and Abi Harari, as well. Dedicated in honor of Joy and Abi Zarif and in celebration of the birth of Rivka Bat Simcha, sponsored by the other grandparents, Randy and Jack Zarif. Uh, magnificent, beautiful from both sides. Breakfast in the Class is also sponsored by Rachel and Rafi Katan in honor of the bar mitzvah of their son Noam who listens to Rabbi Fari Shiurim constantly. May he grow to become a Talmid Chacham as the Rabbi, inshallah, more, with love and excitement for Torah and mitzvot. God bless. Breakfast in the class, as well as dedicated in honor of Rabbi Shlomo Fari and Rabbi Aram Mizrahi, sponsored anonymously. And uh, in loving memory of the Moshe Yair ben Zohara Levi, Alava Shalom by his daughter Rachel Ajmi and her children. And as well, uh, in loving memory of Ms. Lili Safra, Leah Shalom, Lilishmat, Leah Badova, Kohen, Vechana, whose philanthropy has reached so many throughout the entire world. Finally, Week of Cold Brew is sponsored by David E. Ash in honor of you and your substantial capacity to do good today and every day. My friends, I want to read to you something that I think is very, very beautiful in the Perashah because I think it's one of those things that unless you review it, unless you go over it again and again, you drop the ball, you forget about it. The Pasuk says, And if it will be that you will listen. Now, ekev is an interesting word. Uh, it can mean if you will only listen. It can mean uh, uh, that expression. But the rabbis pointed out that the double entendre, the other meaning of the word, is also instructive. And Rashi famously says, mitzvot kalot. If you listen, to the mitzvot that are kalot, light, that are simple, that are treated as unimportant. She'adam dash be'akevav, that people step on with their heel. Tishmi'un, if you listen to those mitzvot, then I will give you tremendous beracha. Very important to understand. Why are we telling you that if you listen to the small mitzvot, to the mitzvot that people step on, that uh, that's when you'll get beracha? Only the small mitzvot. And number two, what are small mitzvot? All mitzvot are given to a person by HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. In what, in what level of understanding is there a mitzvah that's small or that one would step on with their heel? So I want to just share something magnificent from the Shlach HaKadosh. The Shlach HaKadosh writes that many people think that a Baal Teshuvah is someone that transgresses something incredible, like the guy is a murderer. He's a thief, uh, he's a pirate, I don't know, he's attacking, uh, you know, stealing cars and deal every day. You know, this is a guy, he's a, you know, rotten to the core. That's a guy who needs to do teshuva. Sorry? Got to find that guy or the group of people uh, that, uh, you know, that, 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 that's doing this. But the point is, my friends, Anu notim shabbat. In his past, he broke Shabbat, he ate on Yom Kippur, he's uh, gorging on bacon crisps, okay? Uka'et, and now he accepts on himself to do Teshuvah. Achayemeti, what is a Baal Teshuvah? What is the truth? Shekol adam shenatash ezeshu yavera, a person who does any sin. Shebe'avar ayachoteba, in the past, he did, he did that sin. Areu Baal Teshuvah gamur. If he returns from that sin, Baal Teshuvah. So you speak Lashon Ara. You stop speaking. Who doesn't speak Lashon Ara? Everybody does. You stop it, boom. Baal Teshuvah. 
You don't come to tefillah, b'sibur. You start coming to pray with a minyan, ba'al teshuvah. Person doesn't study Torah every day. Avon, the pasuk says, v'higita bo yomam v'alayla. You have an obligation to study day and night at least, uh, at least once a day. Uh, but the pasuk says in the morning and in the night, you don't do it, you start doing it, that's it. Baal Teshuvah. You didn't keep kashrut so, so carefully. Baal Teshuvah. Any mitzvah. You did ma'aser, but you didn't do it properly. Baal Teshuvah. Baal Teshuvah is just a term that means someone who returned to the right path. But what's interesting to me is that while some people think that a Baal Teshuvah is someone who grew up not religious and now became religious, and the shla is disabusing us of that notion, I think what's really interesting is even more important. And I need to, I need to illustrate this point in the words of the shla Kadosh. He says, the worst sins that you have in your pocket are not the big ones. You know, a lot of times you tell someone, is there anything you have to do teshuvah for? The brain immediately goes to the person's worst transgressions. That one time where you really let down the side. We really didn't do the right thing. But actually, says the Shlach Kadosh, Da ki ta'ut to'im anashim. Those people are making a huge mistake. They do not understand cheshbon, uh, how to tally. They're not a good accountant. And they don't realize one fact. Now, I think everybody over here will be able to relate to this concept. How many times have you got that accursed message on your phone? Storage, low. Yeah, you got it before, it happens. Yeah. What do you do? You go look for the biggest video that you have, you delete the video. You think to yourself, oh, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Shepitarani, Me'on Shoshel I'm good to go now. I've deleted the big video. What happens? Your phone tells you three seconds later, Storage full, storage full, storage full. You find yourself constantly deleting things. You know why? Because it's not about deleting the big video, Rabotai. It's about the trillion stupid pictures that you got on WhatsApp. That each one of them is half of a meg. It's not a lot. Go in your storage and you'll see. You know what the biggest hog of your memory is? WhatsApp. None of the videos are more than 60 meg. Was, it's not, it's relatively small. But when you add up picture after picture, kav la kav, tzav la tzav, the small things are the things that get you, not the big ones. The big ones are relatively easy to be able to do. So a person who doesn't realize this, he doesn't realize that if you add up all these small half a meg pictures, it's going to be much bigger than your big one file that you have to delete. What a powerful word uh, from the Shlach HaKadosh. And according to this, uh, the Matoka Or explains that that's what the Pasuk means that David HaMelech said to God, he said, Lama ira bimera. Why am I afraid in a day of punishment? What gets me scared? Avon akebai yesubeni. The sin, so to speak, of my heels, yesubeni. It uh, accompanies me. 
It, it surrounds me. My friends, I want you to understand, what was David HaMelech saying? He was saying that there's certain sins that are impossible to heal. And the reason why they're impossible to heal is not because we don't have the will and not because we're not strong enough. It's because of something much more sinister. You know, we just, uh, we just read in the parasha, we read the Aseret Debrot. And I said that they brought one of the, the one of the Ten Commandments is Lotisa Hashem You know, don't swear falsely in vain, or don't swear in my name in vain. Says Ramban, it's so hard, this Avera. He says, you know why? Because people who swear about what they do, about their business about how much they paid. They're so used to saying, I swear this is the best deal. I swear I paid 62. I swear you that you, there's no better place to go. They're so used to that sin. You turn to the guy and you say, says Ramban. You ask the guy, how come you swear needlessly? What does the guy say? Rabbi, I swear that I never swear. <laughs> what a brilliant insight from the Ramban. And what he's saying is, it's not just that we lack a level of awareness of what we've done wrong in the past, but it has become to a level where we're capable of answering with the Avon. Ani nishba, shelo nishbati. I swear that I don't swear. Now I need to express what this means. The Gemara says, Avar Avera Vishanaba, a person did an Avera Vishanaba, and you repeated it, and you repeated it, and you repeated it, from the word Vishinantam Levanecha. You did an Avera, you did it a few times. Naaselo Keheter. It becomes for him like a Heter. Mutar. It's not a big deal. It's not important. It's not, it's not Asur. The rabbis didn't mean that. It's not a problem. There's no issue with this. Once you've done it, the rabbis are being strict. They added this. Second day on Tov. Right? Everybody has their, you know, they, they, they throw these terms out. It's not that I don't realize that I did a sin in the past. It's that the thing that you're bringing to my attention, Rabbi, everybody says I swear. That's not what it means. It's an expression. You know, it's a figure of speech. The guy knows I didn't mean to swear. It's not about the guy. It's about the words that you use. The Torah says you're not allowed to do that. Right? A guy told me the other day, I said something in the class. He said, you know, Rabbi, you shouldn't speak that way. I said, that's how people, that is a common phrase in New York City. I learned when I was in England that there are certain words that are used differently here and they're used differently there. They're words that they use that we would never use and words that we use, that, that words that they use that we would never use. It goes both ways. Okay? So I said something. The guy said, Rabbi, you shouldn't be speaking that way. I said, really? Uh, it's a very common phrase here. He says, please, don't speak that way. Your words go everywhere and people should not hear you speaking that way if in this place it's not appropriate. And he says, I used to be on the trading floor. And all you heard all day 
was the filthiest language in the world. Every curse word under the sun. Not necessarily, they're not adding anything to the vocabulary. They didn't need to call the stock the bleeping, bleeping stock. It didn't change anything by adding those adjectives. That was the way they spoke. And he always had to be extra careful not to have that language seep into his own speech. So he says, Rabbi, because of that, I'm extremely sensitive. And that's why I noticed it. I took it to heart and I told him, I'll try my best to never say uh, that word again in a class. Now, this idea, my friends, applies to everything. Oh yeah, it's fine. Everybody says it. Right? Meanwhile, if speaking properly, speaking respectfully, is something that Jews are obligated to do, so the fact that other people say it, it doesn't, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't change the reality on the ground. And that's what David HaMelech is saying. Avon You know what I'm most nervous about? The things that I no longer even think uh, are, are an issue. You know, my friends, the, 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 the process of finding excellence is not achieved by doing great things. If in the Israeli army they want to build a soldier and they want the soldier to be an excellent soldier, then what do they make the soldier do? They don't make him do heroic acts. They don't make him jump out of a plane and take over a tank by himself with his bare hands. You know, they don't do that. What do they do? They make him build and take apart his gun 50,000 times. That's what they do. Boom, 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 boom. They make you run in the desert with extra weight on your back. They make you crawl in the sand. The procedural things, the things that build character are not the big things. They are the repetitive, small things that create great habits. And the funny thing is, they used to say in the yeshivot that the rabbi would point out when, when the students were only kids, this one's going to be a gadol ador. This one's going to be a gadol ador. They were able to know from the, 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 the details of the way the person lived their life. So my friends, what are we saying today? We're saying one thing and I want you to take this home. The worst thing in the world to develop is not a bad, it's not a bad deed. It's a bad habit. Because bad habits become things that you do without even noticing. And the first thing that we need to access and realize in Judaism is that Judaism is first and foremost about awareness. Recognizing and paying attention to the details, to the minutia of the way you live your life. So much so that if you look at Yahadut, you realize that it's not only stealing which the Torah has an opinion on. It's not only killing the Torah has an opinion on. The Mishnah is talking to you about having a smile on your face. The Torah has opinion, has something to say about this. That's what Torah wants to know. Cheese. The Torah wants to know. You be the guy that says good morning before the other guy says good morning to you. One more time. It doesn't say, say good morning, and I don't really care. It even cares 
Who said good morning first? The Torah is detail-oriented. Because the greatest things in life are accomplished when a person is disciplined about the details. And when a person is not disciplined about the details, everything goes. There was once a company, a toothpaste company, that tried to figure out how to raise revenue. And they said that they were willing to give a huge bonus, a huge pay to anyone that could get people to use their product more. So everyone is thinking, big ad commercials, 20-story 20, 20 uh, billboard in Times Square, you know, I don't know, add cocaine into the toothpaste. Everyone is having different ideas, right? Marke de itle, umarke de itle, everyone has different ideas how to get people to. One guy comes before the board and he gives him an idea and he got the reward because it worked. What was his idea? He said, make the opening of the toothpaste a fraction of a millimeter wider. Because how do people put toothpaste on their toothbrush? They make the line on the toothbrush. They don't care how wide it is. More of your product will get used every single day. How much more of the product? An infinitesimal amount. But people brush their teeth at least once a day. So that tiny amount raised profits for this toothpaste company something like 20%. Understand that that's what greatness looks like. There's a great line that says, great people do small things. And small people only try to do great things. If you're that kid that's trying to prove himself, the only thing he wants to hit is a grand slam at the bottom of the ninth on a 3-2 count. It's the only thing he wants. But the most valuable player might not be that guy. It might be the guy that always hits a single, that has a golden glove, that never misses, you know, a ball between his legs. Bill Buckner, we're looking at you. Do you understand? Greatness comes from focusing on these small things, on how a person speaks, that nothing comes out of his mouth that's not emet, nothing comes out of his mouth that is hurtful. When you train yourself that way, not to speak in that way, not to be involved in conversations like that. You know what happens? You don't fight the fight of Lashon Hara all the time. You gave the reins to habit, and then your good habits make the difficult challenges easy, and you could focus on something else. So the process of growth is to not be fighting every minute of every day, but rather to be building habits that are good so that those good habits eventually take you in a certain place. Fascinating that we keep talking about the legs, the avon akebai, ner leragli, the word regel, for a foot, also has the word leragel, which means, ragil means to do something on a consistent basis. Uh, um, scientists tell us that it takes 90 days to change a habit. And it's fascinating because in the laws of tefillah, when you do mashiv aruch geshem, if you change over, we always assume that you said the one that you were saying up until now. Until when? Till 30 days or 90 tefillot. So 90 times that a person has done the other one, now you've changed the habit. My friends, imagine you apply the 90 times rule to one thing after the next, 
after the next in your life. And you slowly eliminate uh, these issues. I want to share with you, because I think that this is, again, instructive. On WhatsApp, you can actually do something where the storage that it's storing after 90 days or after 60 days, it auto-deletes. Did you know that? Yeah? So there's a thing that you could push. Now, people are scared because you don't want to delete family photos. But if you get in the habit of saving the photos on WhatsApp that are important, which we can all agree is less than 1%, okay? But if you'll consciously save those, you could turn it on auto-delete. One small action, one little click, and all of a sudden, your phone is working fine. There are triggers like that in life, where one little change causes a cascading effect on the rest of your life. Look for those things that leverage growth in your spirituality, and you will find yourself exceeding your wildest growth expectations. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen.